trailer trailer queue on uh, YouTube. Oh, that, like, and you don't watch the trailers? You just put them in the queue? I force everyone in the house to watch them. So when we're oh, it's the like TV, an I'm event. Like, trailer time, I and I blast through like 20 trailers. You literally do what <laughs> I... Trailer time. You literally trailer do what time. I used to do at the movie theater. Like when I was about to watch a movie, I would be like, what do I want to ma- watch? And I make a trailer package of mm. whatever I wanted to watch before the movie. So it'd be like 20 trailers. I'd be watching like... 40 minutes of trailers before I even started a movie. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, oh sorry. Hi, <laughs> and welcome to Real Doofs. I'm Drew. I'm Brian. And I'm Laura. And this is our movie podcast uh, that you all know about because we've been doing it for a while. Um, Brian, Laura, I have a question for you both. Um, mm, have you ever you wondered what it would be like or have you ever experienced the love for something a hobby or or anything the way the way that (laughs) immediate no (laughs) the way that a sports fan thinks they're part of a team when they're not (laughs) you know what mine is and it's a recent acquired hobby bingo (laughs) (laughs) like old lady bingo go to like I'm on a sports team. Yeah, <laughs> like you're my just duffel like, bag of dabbers, so, like yeah. <laughs> smoking a huge fat stogie. You're just like smoking, s- drinking coffee. When somebody wins, you're just like, I can't believe we didn't get that. Like the next number is uh, B13, and then Laura's like, Oh yeah, fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah, fuck off! I can't fucking believe this shit. <laughs> I do have a lucky bingo number, but that's oh, besides the point. Do you bring your own stamper? Uh, of course. Of course. <laughs> I don't have a lot of people have like little lucky charms that they'll mm. rub or little things that they'll I've ding. Seen this. It's like if it's their number, I don't have one of those. Okay. That's a next level up that I'm not quite there yet. But um I got sick the one time I went to go to like a real bingo thing because I was it was like a sick. Yeah, well, I don't know what the fuck happened. There was so Ew, much, all these people. <laughs> it was so much smoke. It was everyone. Oh, oh you can't like, smoke in there anymore. It's oh, not smoking. That sounds Thank great. God, I went to a casino and I was underage. So the only oh. thing I could do was go to bingo. bingo. That was the only yeah. thing you were allowed to do. So I went and it was me and then everyone in their 60s and 70s. <laughs> yeah. And Laura. Just Oh, you, your mic oh. went out, Brian. There's like cigars and uh, cigarettes. Ah. Yeah. Uh. Oh my gosh, that's too funny. Um, sorry. No, yeah, so what was your thing? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I am going to get really passionate about bingo though now. Um, no, Taylor Swift. Okay, that's mm. that's new. I just it's. Uh, I I actually hated her for oh, like when God. she first came out. Um, How was dare not a you? fan at all. And but then, now Taylor's been showing up to all your bingo games. And I, <laughs> supporting no. you <laughs> reputation album started to really like her mm. and then when i went to the concert this year i turned into a complete fucking annoying swifty yeah I, I, I hate to say it but i she's like my sports team yeah uh, i don't know i'm kind of <laughs> bummed i didn't go to the theaters to see uh to oh, see it's it so freaking good Drew. it's supposedly go. supposedly it's going i don't i don't know if it's playing anymore um and it was only supposed to be four weekends um but supposedly so it's good. going to amazon prime um yeah like prime already has it on there on like if you look it up it's already like listed so so that's good um 
What was the question? Oh, have you ever loved anything as much as someone? I was like, uh, wait, did I answer that appropriately? You did, yeah, no, I mean. What about you? What about Brian? Do you have anything that? Um, I think the closest, like, in terms of, like, uh, like, that much dedication is probably, there's a band called Copeland, and I have a tattoo. Oh, yes, yes. There's on my Mm. arm, um, and I've been to, like, more of their shows than anyone else. Like, I saw them on their farewell tour in 2010 and then they came back and I've been to like nearly every tour that they've done since they came back in like 2015. Um, and for my bachelor party, we actually went down to Tennessee and we saw them play in a cave. I've like met them several times and then, uh, oh, very cool. uh, and we danced to their, uh, song at, um, at like my wedding and stuff. I love that. Uh, t- two of their songs. They, there was someone who played the song during our ceremony, and then our, our mm-hmm. um, final dance at the end of the night was a was a Copeland track. Um, yeah. So music too. I feel like that makes sense. That like musicians music bands, like a, you can get yeah. on a big bandwagon. I used to be like that with Dave Matthews too. Like I was mm. a super fan. Are you like? Are you sliding out of that now? Because like you um, even went to see Dave. Like, didn't you see him twice this year? I'm going next week, yeah. Oh, so, uh, but I'm not. Uh, it's not as hardcore as it was in like high school, college. But yeah, in your twenties, you're saying yeah. it was easier yeah. in your twenties now. <laughs> what about you, Drew? Do you have a, a hobby that? Uh... No, no, <laughs> <laughs> nope. I think uh, like movies might be. Your, yeah, as just say. the category of just movies category in general. Movies in yeah. general, yeah. I feel like no one knows as much about movies. And as like, Richard Lewis, as Richard uh, Lewis, and then you, <laughs> and then me. Nah, I, you know, I don't know if that's. I, I appreciate that, but um, I agree. We're also that. aware of them. Like I was like, oh, a trailer just dropped, and you're like, yes, I've already seen it, and you probably knew it was going to drop today, and you probably yes. knew more about. Yeah, that movie. see, so that's like knowing when your your sports team is going to play next. So yeah, exactly. Right, I'm like, when's that? When is when's the Nolan team gonna be up again? Like, no. Um, <laughs> when's yeah. Cameron coming back out to play? Oh God, I'm like, what are we? Yeah, it's like you know when your team has like a um, a, rival. a nemesis or an enemy, <laughs> like the team they're always a rival. Against. Are you yeah, trying yeah, to get so, a rival? <laughs> yeah, I was very much trying to get rival out. Coming Thank from you. three people that don't watch sports, <laughs> we're talking about sports. An enemy, yeah. a nemesis, and like Laura's literally looking a at phone. me like. Fucking idiot! It's rival. Is the yes? That's true. Rival. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, I was trying to get that out very badly. Thank you, Laura. <laughs> we got you. See, you're talking in movie terms, so yeah. That's true. Um, but yeah, that that was just my my preemptive question uh, before we went anywhere. Before Brian was... gives us a would you rather? If yes, you I'm excited oh. to hear this because we're bringing I it usually... back. It's been a while. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've, I've ever done one. I'm, I don't know if I'm at Joe level, but I was thinking about, um, holidays cause we're getting close to some holidays that we celebrate. Um, and I was wondering if you would rather be stuck in a groundhog day situation where you have to repeat the same day over and over again on Thanksgiving or Christmas. If you had oh, to I hate that you a, have to do it in, in general. I thought there was going to be another option, and that was going to be no, my choice. No, if you had to pick between the two Groundhog Days, would you rather your Groundhog Day be Christmas or Thanksgiving? That's so tough. It is really hard. I think I would have to go... Oh. Hmm. 
I really like the food on Thanksgiving. So that's where my my problem is. Mm. You know that I like food. Um, but then Christmas, we normally I go to like three different places. So I would mm. get to see everybody, like family, family, and then friends. So I, yeah, I think I would point. have to go with Christmas for that. Mm. Thanksgiving's more of a like eat, watch football, and take a nap. Mm. Yeah. Oh, but shit, that might be good point. if you do that every day. Point, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's really tough. That's really <laughs> um, so I like Christmas better in general, like just, I mean, with a young child and, and all this mm. stuff. So I'm going to say uh, Thanksgiving. And I'll, my reason being is that, <laughs> you know, hear me out, hear me out. If I'm in a groundhog situation, a groundhog situation, groundhog day situation, when I kick that habit, I'm never going to want to experience that day again. Mm. ever oh see i was every there's no way out of that like uh, just the rest of your life no like if ground if groundhog day happens like and i figure out why i'm in it and i kick that day fuck that day never want to see it again ever in my life never gonna want to i'm gonna literally skip that day when Mm. when it comes around the next year i'm gonna be like i'm not going to sleep tonight i'm gonna stay awake 24 fucking hours because i'm not gonna slip back in to groundhog day um so yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh, the holiday. I would rather give away and mm. never celebrate or think about again. Now I'm have, I'm thinking, would I have to open my presents every time and have to be surprised every time? Oh. Well, I mean, obviously your mental like health is gonna be a, a factor in there, and you're gonna be, be like, like this fucking t-shirt again. <laughs> you're gonna be like, you know, you're gonna pick it up and you're gonna be like, cool, a fucking t-shirt, and they're gonna be like, how did you know the t-shirt? And then you're gonna even say, how did you know the t-shirt? Because you've heard it a hundred times. <laughs> like, there's a theory, isn't there? Or they said like Bill Murray's character in Groundhog Day was like. It was like a thousand years or something like that went by. I, I thought it was ten thousand years. Or so, oh, yeah, what? yeah, like that's the the saying. He that's was how many it, times he relived it so long. How do you not just like kill yourself? Yeah. He tried. <laughs> he tried. I haven't seen the movie, so. Oh, you both just looked at me like Drew looks frozen. <laughs> I don't want to say anything more about the movie now. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we should Um, switch to watching Groundhog Day. Um, I agree with Drew, but for a different reason. I, um, uh, no, I'm sorry. I'd I'd swap it. I would definitely do Christmas over and over again, but that's because my Christmas are rather chill. We just like kind of hang out all day, eat some junk food and some snacks, watch some movies and stuff. Um, I could probably convince people to watch different movies, so we could just watch a bunch of movies forever for 10,000 years. But on... On, you uh, would murder everyone by the end, Brian. You would kill every <laughs> single person you met in a day by the end. By year one hundred, there would not for be either, though. There would not be anyone alive <laughs> left. But the the best part of Thanksgiving, I and not because you're is... annoyed, because you're finding new things to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, probably. But I think that Thanksgiving, the best part of Thanksgiving is like the next day, like the leftovers and everything. Yes. So ten thousand mm. years of being like. <sighs> teased of not getting the, the next day of the yeah yeah like i i like the food is great and all but thanksgiving is work it's like cooking and cleaning and and uh loud mm. big family and then like you're exhausted and you're hungover and like the next day when you actually are like a little bit hungover and then you're eating the thanksgiving sandwich and you're microwaving some leftovers that's like yeah. that's the experience so not getting that for 10,000 years, I, I would rather just do Christmas over and over and over again. And now I'm also thinking Christmas, I could just be like, 
I'm sick today. I can't go anywhere. And then everyone goes their own way and I can just stay home and watch TV all day. For sure. So that sounds great to me. <laughs> I guess I could do that on either holiday, but. That's true. Good question. That's it. That's all I Good have. question. I like it. I was trying to think of a, a holiday. See how much we love our family in the holidays. <laughs> how can we not spend time with them <laughs> every day? For 10,000 years. Oh, I love it. Well, speaking of family, mm. today we're switching things up. We're watching Fast and the Furious 1. <laughs> I was just going to say. Um, I want to see the space family. one. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, we are going to be watching, uh, this is November, is our month of feel-good uh, movies uh, or movies. So we dropped our first one and now we're watching our uh, next one for the month. And that is going to be Goodwill Hunting. So I'm excited about this one because, uh, Brian, you have not seen it. I'm sure you know some basics. Laura, you have seen it, but it's been a very long time. So you yeah, and will... I don't even know if I've seen the whole thing. I may have okay. only seen half. Yeah. You will definitely remember some stuff, but probably not everything. No. Nope. <coughs> um, <clears throat> and this was years ago, like a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. This was, this came out in 1997. Um, wow. I remember, um, 97 means I was uh, 12 years old. So I remember being with a friend of mine and our friend's mom was driving us to the movies and we wanted to see a movie called Desperate Measures that was out. Ooh, it was a Andy Garcia and geez, Michael Keaton maybe. I can't remember if it was Keaton or not, but it was Andy Garcia was definitely in this movie. And it was like a thriller. And we were telling our the mom, we were like, hey, we want to see this movie. In, in the town that we're in here, there used to be this small eight-plex movie theater in the center. Like it was in a, sh yes. not a mall. It was in a strip mall, but it was a standalone building. Uh, I it was called that movie Hoyts. <clears throat> yeah. How old that, were you? I was 12. You used to like walk down into it? Almost, yes, it right? was like, old school, no stadium yeah. seats. Yeah. So I was 12 years old in 97. This Brian's movie does that. not look like a movie that like. <laughs> I should be seeing at that age? That you'd want to see. This oh, no, no. <laughs> well, this, this is I think so where the story's going. He went to go see okay. Desperate Measures. <laughs> yeah. So, um,. Desperate Measures, you're looking that one up. That's a thriller, right? We're talking, is, is it is it Keaton or is it, but it is Garcia. Yes, Keaton and Garcia. Yeah, it's like a, it's yeah. like a, I don't know if it's a hostage movie or, a, I don't know, but we wanted to see it. Never saw it, okay. so I have no idea what happens in the movie. Maybe it is boring <laughs> as shit. Um, because we asked the, our fr my friend's mom, the thing about this movie theater was they would let anybody into any movie regardless of age as long as a parent said, yeah, they can go see that R-rated movie. So we were banking on her saying, yeah, they can see that already movie. And she got there. And she's like, wait, you want to see that? No, oh, you're no. going to go see Goodwill Hunting. And we were like, fuck is this shit? And then we sat in it and I was like, holy shit, this was a fucking awesome movie. Um, really stoked that that she told us we were going to see that and not fucking uh, Goodwill or not Desperate Measures. So um, 
Goodwill Hunting came out in 1997. It was directed by Gus Van Sant. Um, so Gus Van Sant is a uh, popular, very independent director. He's done um, a couple of things prior to Goodwill Hunting, but he was. Ne- this is the movie that kind of got him into a um, a um, higher level. So his biggest movie was called Drugstore Cowboy, um, but he also did one with. Um, he did a what movie kind of with. Name is that? <laughs> ah, it's it's it's. I don't know, but um, he did a movie also with um Keanu Reeves and River Phoenix, uh, I believe, uh, as well. Um, prior to that, I think it was Gus Van Sant, but Drugstore Cowboy was his like bigger movie. Um, and then he made this, and then immediately after the success from this, he made a shot for shot remake of Psycho, of like, like I'm talking a shot for shot remake is that the one with uh vince vaughn as the uh, bad guy yes vince vaughn um 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 not hugo why do i keep wanting to say hugo weaving um vigo mortensen was in it um ann hayes julianne moore wild because everyone saw the movie because they were like he's remaking psycho it's gonna be cool and they were like why did he really literally make the an idea identical copy there's no new ideas to this movie or anything so he was criticized for it because and he was like how do you change psycho it's a classic you're like yeah why remake it then so anyway um but he also made a movie um with uh, one of sean connery's last movies um i think um was it uh something dog no not dogs um yeah, good thing I can't. Yeah. That's not part of our six degrees because I have no fucking <laughs> clue what it's called. Um, Maybe it will be. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, Sean Connery was in this other movie. But uh, he 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 went back to making more independent films after. But uh, Goodwill Hunting is actually uh, the IMDb top two fifty. Uh, it's number eighty two on the top two fifty. Um, wow. So we it's need very... to start keeping track of the ones that we've watched off that list because I feel like we're, we've been knocking off a we've lot been, lately. We have uh, recently hit a few off that list. I mean, when we when we hit things that are like classics and yeah. and things like that, we you tend to notice them on yeah. there. Um, so, beef. Yeah, I'm going to ask just right now. Um, we'll start it off with the questions: Where and when do you think this movie takes place? And Brian, I'm going to let you take the lead on most questions because I do, I do know this. Okay. Uh, where and when? I think it takes place pr- uh, present day to like the when the movie yep. was coming out. So I think it's in the 90s. Yep. Um, and I think it's Boston. Okay, cool. I'm just going to tell you you're right. I'm going to say I okay. agree with both of those things. Yes. <laughs> So it is a it is during the release time and it is a yeah. Boston film or a film that takes place in Boston. Um who is in the movie? Who do you know is in this movie? Uh I know for sure that Matt Damon is in this movie. Okay. Okay. That's it. That's it. it? Really? That's all you I'm know. Just, I think Ben Affleck is in it. Okay, uh, cool. Nice. Yeah. As well. I think yep. this is um I think this is one that they did they like write this together or something yes uh, okay. they did they wrote this movie it started off very differently but, i want um, you to guess one more person <laughs> um, i feel like you oh, would know it uh robin williams is in yeah this movie too. yes <laughs> yes because uh, i i think i made a joke about this movie uh when laura was making guesses for dead poet society 
I, you might have. Probably. Did, we yes. probably crossed over a little bit. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Perfect. Okay, cool. I don't know anyone else that's in it. I know <coughs> that there's two like female characters that are around the age of Ben and Matt in this movie, but I and I know I will know who they are hmm. when I see their faces, but I can't okay. remember who they are. Interesting. No. Um okay. I think that's correct. Maybe. I uh, <laughs> will just say two notable females. Yeah. Maybe not notable, but like you've seen them and stuff. Yeah. I sure. guess it makes them notable. Yeah. Not and your shirt's it's two, it's not three. It's not one. It, two one. is your number. Oh, maybe it's three. Maybe I th- oh. oh. Or three. There's two, but then there's another one mm. that's like a bartender, I think. Oh, okay. All right. Mm. So three. I could just be and... mixing tons of other movies together. Since but that's in all Boston, are we going to get like a Cheers crossover? No. Uh... No Cheers crossover. <laughs> uh, well, let's jump into what the movie's about, and you can tell me if there's... I'll write okay. that in there. Cheers crossover. I just can't wait to hear the Boston accents. I can't remember, but I'm assuming we got some thick oh, Matt Damon and so Ben Affleck Boston let accents. Me, before you tell me what the movie's about, then let me just go to my very next question. How big will the Boston accents be? <laughs> That's uh, literally my question. How big? How big are uh, these Boston biggest. accents going to be? I think they're going to be pretty pretty sizable. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Sizable. I like it. Okay, so uh, what is this movie about, Brian? You start us off on this. Uh, I think Robin Williams is a teacher. Ooh, again? Again, I think he's a teacher. Okay. Teacher of what? Math. Okay. He did English in the last one, so he's doing math. Makes sense. Uh, What level? What grade level? (laughs) Can I switch it up? Big big math. College math. College math. Okay. Okay. Is there a big priest in this one too? <laughs> um, I think uh, Ben is a student in class. I think this is like a rich school. Like I think this might actually be Harvard. I'm sorry, okay. Harvard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Ben Affleck's a student at Harvard. At Harvard. Um, and he's rich and he's going to school. And right. Matt Damon is poor. He's not going to school there. But he does janitor stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day he's doing janitor stuff. And uh, he's clean in this classroom. And it was after one of Robin Williams' big math lessons. Mm-hmm. And no one could solve this math problem on the board. And so just for fun, while he's cleaning the room, he just like solves the math problem with his big Boston brain. Got it. And, uh, and then the teacher comes in the next day and is like, wow, one of these kids fucking solved it. Who is so smart to solve this? Cause I'm the smartest person that ever lived. And if someone else solved my math problem, then they've defeated me. And now they're the smartest person who ever lived. And it turns out it's the poor janitor boy, not the rich kid. Harvard boy. Okay. So that's it. That's I don't the think we movie. need to watch the movie anymore. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Um, and then they all go out for lobster uh, in the back bay. They park the car. <laughs> park the car. And park 
Go down to the, that? I go down to the yeah. green monster, throw the ball around a little bit. Okay, cool. Um, uh, um, Brian, do you like apples? Uh, yes. Yes, okay, good. Okay, good. And Laura, do you like apples? I don't know what that means. I'm, gonna I'm say just no. asking a question. No, okay. Cool. <laughs> I do, <Right>. but no. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, you do, but no. Okay. <laughs> Not in this. Scenario. Not in this context. Not the okay. way you asked it. <laughs> Got it. Um, because I think it's gonna be like, how do you like them apples? Oh, let me just make in a, a very note of Boston that. accent, but I can't do how Boston you like accent apples? very well. Because <laughs> how? That's his catchphrase like, when he hey solves. Hey guy, how do you like them apples? Them apples. Well, because the math problem is like if you're trying to move 300 <laughs> apples on a train going 30 miles an hour, and he comes in and he solves the math problem, he's like, huh, "How do you like them you apples? Like them apples? Is Boston, baby?" And he throws his mop, and he's like, "I'm yeah, out of he here." Throws his mop. He's like, "I'm going the dunks." There's a uh, very. Um, this is a independent film, all right? This is a, a okay. very uh, independent film. I mean, not like super like a shot on like like on a camera, yeah. like a like a iPhone. But the but fact this, that they like wrote it. Kind they of. wrote it. They yeah. they got it to a studio. $10 million price tag, which is pretty low uh, for, mm. for a movie like this. Um, especially 97, you're talking like anywhere like 1 to 10 million, 1 to 15 millions could be like independent movie mid range is 20 to like 60 in that or to 70, I think. And then like any higher you start getting the big budget. Um, somebody very famous surprisingly did the score for this movie. Um, who do you think did the score for this movie? It's a name you absolutely know. So now it's just to think of who does movie scores that I know. This is a score from 97. They've been scoring movies since I think the, early 80s maybe late 80s but they've definitely been scoring movies since at least the late 80s and still score movies today um and one that we've watched before um i know in your lifetime you have seen you've heard this person (laughs) score many times um you have known their score scores from tv from movies um they have a very particular style so like sometimes you might just be listening to a score and you're like, that's this person. Like that's this person. Definitely. Huh? Interesting. Is it? Um, my only guess is uh, Elfman. That would be a very surprising thing for this movie. To like. be fair, I will say also the score is not like their typical score in this movie. And, okay. um, but that's a very good guess. I don't Laura. know a lot of. What, what would you call them like composers or how you yeah to, that's uh, okay i mean there's there's a handful you know it's like there's john williams there's danny elfman there's hans no, I Zimmer. Don't know those actually. you don't you know john williams what do you mean you don't know I, john I'm williams i'm sure if you name the movies but i don't know them by Jaws, name i don't know why superman <laughs> the first thing that popped into my head Star that Wars. Has yeah. nothing to do with this and i know is wrong but all I could think of was Tarzan with freaking what's his name, Michael Bolt. Isn't it Michael Bolt on that? Well, goes? Phil Collins. Oh, Phil did Collins. That, that that's song. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I don't gotcha. Know why. That's okay. That's um, where my head went. The I Tarzan theme. The Tarzan songs are like it's a fucking, fucking banger. Like, yeah, right? all of them. So good. Though I kind I, of wish that uh, Matt and Trey from South Park won the Oscar that year for Blame Canada, but it's okay. It's it's. Okay. I I heard a fun fact that. Uh, 
they're they're doing they have like Phil Collins do all the music and uh they cuz I think Roseanne Barr voices one of the monkeys. No idea. Uh and she was like oh, I yeah. only want to do yeah. it if I can sing. And they're like no, 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 no. We've hired Phil Collins. He's doing it. And no, she's like no, I no. have to sing. So they like forced Phil Collins to write a song called Trash in the Camp. And it's just Roseanne Barr being like I'm trash in the camp. <laughs> like 3 That's- minutes. Or oh, she's like scatting or something. She's just like, bop, dee, boop, bah. I love it's it. Just Roseanne yep. Barr for three minutes um, scatting because she needed to sing in the movie. That's so I, great. I will uh, just tell you now, you are absolutely correct. Danny Elfman actually does the score for this movie. Fuck yeah. I um, thought you were going to say Phil no, Collins. No, no. It would be, You're absolutely it, it right. Was, Roseanne Barr did the- <laughs> You're absolutely right. It was Roseanne. Um, Danny Elfman does the soundtrack to the film. Um, however, or does the score. However, a uh, artist, and I, I'll tell you afterwards because you, you would you would not guess this, but there is a particular artist who uh, contributed almost all the actual songs to the soundtrack prior to his untimely death. So um, a few and years. Yeah. Okay. yeah, he I believe he committed suicide in 03, and this came out in 97. Um, Interesting. So uh, originally, the studio did not want Matt Damon and Ben Affleck to uh, play the lead roles in this, or play roles in this movie because they were untested at the time. They really had only been in a handful of movies. They wanted bigger names. Who do you think they wanted? The studio wanted to play the roles of Will and Chucky. Gotta be Mark Wahlberg. Marky Mark and DiCaprio. Ooh, that's so good. Okay, Marky, because he would have been I'm in. Think how old would he be? DiCaprio would have been in Titanic just at this time. A couple years the same. This is the later. same year that uh, Titanic came out. Ninety seven. Oh shit! Okay. okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I thought Titanic was ninety nine for some reason. No, no. In fact, I um, this was the underdog movie that went up against Titanic for the Oscars. What oh, 97? Wow. 97. Yeah. And Leo. Okay, cool. Um, I mentioned the movie uh, cost $10 million. It take can you take give me a guess of how much you think it grossed globally? Now, I'm just gonna tell you 97, you're not getting billion dollar movies mm-hmm. until Titanic is like the first billion dollar movies. You're not getting movies that make much more, you're not getting like <coughs> 750 you're, you're rarely getting a 500 million dollar movie globally in night in 97 so just get yourself in the right order but it's still a high amount of money for a 10 million dollar movie to make uh 215 million beautiful i was gonna say 250 250 okay but that sounds i'm gonna go 240 actually 240 love it Okay, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not going to give you the answer until after, but you both are incredibly close. Ooh, okay. All right, so. Price is right rules. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. And now, um, Brian, um, because Laura doesn't really watch Marvel movies, but I have to ask a Marvel connection. There are <laughs> two actors in this movie who are in uh, specifically the Thor series, but also in other Marvel movies, but both of the actors in this are specifically in Thor movies. Um, who are the two actors? You have named one of them already. God, it makes me so sad now that there's an alternate reality where Robin Williams 
was in like stuck around and like was in uh marvel movies and what a fucking any role (laughs) i put him in any fucking role i hear you um i named one of them yes you only named three actors one of the three people you named is in marvel movies they don't have a big role they are in thor movies specifically oh (laughs) okay uh yeah matt damon plays yes uh, plays Loki, right? Plays, plays like, Loki as Loki. the theater, yes, as a theatrical version of stories that have happened. Um, the reason behind that, by the way, there's a uh, interesting joke in um, um, Matt Damon for Kevin Smith in the movie Dogma plays the angel Loki. True. Oh. I made a note that says Dogma because I wanted to talk about it after the movie. <laughs> I love that. Good. We should talk about Dogma. Yes. Um, but that's the joke is that he played Loki in Dogma oh, okay. and then he played Loki in Thor, uh, in, in Thor three and four. Um, but again, fake actor uh, Loki. So then there's one other person in this movie who is in uh, started off in the Thor movies. I can tell you exactly was in Thor one, Thor two. Avengers it- one. Male or female? Male. Okay, then I don't know. Uh, Skarsgård. Yes. Stellan uh, Skarsgård. So Stellan Skarsgård is also in this movie. Is that the brother wow. too? That is the father of father. Bill oh. and uh, and Alexander. Okay. Um, He's got you'll see him. Voice. Yeah, yes. So interesting thing, a little fact before we even start the movie, because I'm done with questions, but just to let you know, uh, on day one of uh, them filming this movie, Matt Damon and, and uh, Ben Affleck were actually like watching the movie happen. And they literally were like crying because they were seeing veteran actors that they know and love mm. Robin Williams and Stellan Skarsgård, who are legends saying their words on screen. That's so cool. What a really I didn't know that they wrote this. Crazy experience. Know. Yes. Wild. Um, and the last thing I'll tell you now, and we won't do the guesses yet. We'll talk about them after. But this movie was nominated for nine Academy Awards. Wow. Nine fucking Oscar nods for this movie. So um, we'll when you see it, we'll talk about what you think it is. But other than that, I'm ready to go. Are I'm you just, ready to solve some math problems? I was yeah. laughing about that. The, our final two movies was this and Legally Blonde, then couldn't be further apart <laughs> in movies. Both feel good movies, but <laughs> very different feel good. Very movies. different feel good movies. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. I think okay. we're ready I mean, to. Uh... In Legally Blonde, she doesn't solve a math problem. But, uh... No, she solves a court case. No, yeah. anyway. Um, but we'll see them apples. Yes. Yeah, you ready? You all like apples? Well, Let's well <laughs> solve some math problems, Apple. <laughs> They're just a so Ben Affleck's the rich one, you said. Yeah. Okay. Look at look at that fancy. I mean, he does have a tracksuit. <laughs> okay, so just look at the car. Want to make sure you know he's he's the rich one. Yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely. It's a vintage car. Do you see Are that? you sure there is a rich one is essentially what I'm wondering. <laughs> yeah, they might both be poor. Okay. Judged. You big fuck. Yeah. Tom just wants to be told he's doing a good job. That's what it seems Exactly. Like. <laughs> 100%. 
I know the girl I was thinking of. No. I don't. I was thinking of Con Air, the the wife that's the bartender. I don't know why. (laughs) I thought that happened in this movie. (laughs) I love it. I think this bar scene and like she was in a bar. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice job, Laura. I did not remember that at all. I honestly think the part after they caught him in the um, like writing on the board is where mm. I I don't remember anything after that. Okay. I don't remember any of the Robin Williams parts at all. Oh shit! Yeah, he's in this. He's in this, yeah. isn't he? It's a definition of if he wanted to, he would <laughs> call her from jail. <laughs> Is Robin Williams the therapist? With any of those conditions, you will have to serve time. All right, I'll do the math, but I'm not going to meet with any fucking therapist. It's better than spending that time in jail. I thought he was the teacher the whole time. Hmm? Okay, I'm really glad that I put down no to watching this, because I apparently don't remember (laughs) anything. Tom's like, what the fuck? I've wanted I don't get to pat. touch my head for no so long. No one fucking touches my goddamn head. I know, right? <laughs> Poor Tom's getting replaced right before his <laughs> So this guy, I read your book. this is uh, William Golding. The th- William Golding's not an actor. He's actually a screenwriter. Um, he wrote The Princess Bride. He won an Oscar for it. He actually wrote the book, too. Um, people think that he did act as a, as a script doctor on this, but he never did. They just got him in to help in the movie. What a, what a cool therapist. <laughs> AKA, he told me I was gay and I couldn't handle it. <laughs> Isn't it the point of a therapist to like work with somebody and not just be like, well... After 10 minutes, yeah. I can't fix you, mm-hmm. so bye. <laughs> I don't need therapy. That's enough. Get out. <laughs> I called Mel Weintraub this morning. Oh, what's the use? Ew, why do all these girls look like they want him? He's not attractive. <laughs> They're all like, ooh, swoon, okay, older professor. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be. We talked about Freud. Why he did enough cocaine to kill a small horse. Thank you. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. I mean, Stellan Skarsgård is not an unattractive person. I guess, uh, no, you're correct, but from, like, seeing him, he gives me the ick of how he's been acting with other women, so I guess probably that's why I say that. Okay. I still don't know that if he walked into that room, I'd be like googly eyed. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Totes. Like, oh, a professor's here now. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but he said the last time I saw you was before Nancy died. So Robin Williams' wife Robin Williams has passed wife away. Died. Okay. Yes. Thank you. I did not catch that. You okay, Laura? Well, damn. Well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> There was almost a tear, and then he kind of I switched. Saw, he, he, I know. He pivoted, and I was yep. like, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, donkeys. Got some donkeys again. 
quarters. People probably don't know what a 900 number no. is. <laughs> Do you know what a 900 number is, Brian? No. Oh God. I assume it's like a it was like a sex line number. Or yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pay by the minute, basically. Yeah. There's actually a really good podcast about how it all started and how really? much money they made and the downfall of them. It's oh, very wow. interesting. The guy like that started that. it, very smart, made a ton of money. Nice. <laughs> Good for him. And then the like phone companies started taking their part. Yeah, they were yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> ha. There's fucking dog races in Boston? Someone's like, I don't like this at all. I've never seen a dog race from that angle and I didn't like yeah. it. <laughs> he, him and Ben are, they're like actually from Boston, right? Yes. Okay. I mean, there's no way you can fade the box Boston accent when he said saw and he's like, I, sw I swore. Like, yeah. you get the R in the yeah. saw. I've been here for four years. I had a friend in college that was from the Cape, and she had that, like, drawer instead of yeah. drawer. <laughs> shut up, Tom. <laughs> Tom, shut the fuck up. How old is Tom supposed to be, also? He's probably, like, supposed to be, like, 25. He you know? looks 35. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mm -hmm. fucking! Tom's gonna go cry in the bathroom. <laughs> he has been every day. Look at that computer. Mm -hmm. Maybe after I get this coffee, he'll let me sit in his lap. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we consider this a feel-good movie? <laughs> the fuck <laughs> drew this is your edition <laughs> brian are you crying too yeah <laughs> god damn it that was a breakthrough y'all i'm gonna need to watch this again by myself like i feel like i just went through a therapy session for two hours like <coughs> god i need some time to reflect after this mm. movie <laughs> I'm glad I brought my pack of tissues. Drew has the like smirkiest smile on his face too, like, ha ha, gotcha guys. <laughs> but that's also so sad. This is not a feel good movie. So sad when people get what they want. <laughs> but he just—it's like what's we'll, what we'll he talk told about it after. We'll talk about yeah. it after. I know, but that's the whole reason why he didn't want to move on because he's leaving his friend behind. It's like the scene in Batman when he's at the cafe and he looks over and Michael Caine's there. <laughs> I told you I'm gonna need a therapy session after this. 
Okie dokie. That was Goodwill Hunting. My friends, what did you think? That was really good. Yeah. Um, so good. I uh, I actually remembered as we were watching it that like I definitely started watching this at some yeah. point. I have mm-hmm. this vague memory of like being at my friend's house and we like stayed up late and for whatever reason this was the movie that we were mm-hmm. like let's watch Goodwill Hunting <laughs> and uh, it's just a bunch of teenage boys watching Goodwill Hunting and I remember like the opening like scenes and stuff I was like oh this is all familiar and then nothing after that and I remember That's that the I same just, for me same with I just yeah. passed yeah. out I think I fell asleep because uh, then I remember like waking up and seeing like. Uh, I had like these vague flashes of of Ben Affleck holding some dunks and nice. <laughs> I'd like wake up and it's like three in the morning and I'm like I'm not watching this movie. I'm going back to bed. Yeah. It's a lot That's, to unpack, um, honestly. Too it really was yeah. that. It's a heavy movie. Yeah, it is. I um, said during it, I'm like I don't know why this. I get why it's a feel good movie. Yeah. but damn, it's, I it's, was ready for more of. It took like a lot a, to get there, right? <laughs> it's yeah. a lot to get to the feel good part. It's not a traditional comedic feel good it's a dramatic feel good and that's yeah, yeah. that's what we we should have clarified that. our feel yeah <laughs> i i guess i should have um maybe I, but i'm glad i didn't tell you anything no about that was that great that front. was yeah. really yeah. really um, good i'm glad you liked it what was your favorite parts well i have fucking notes cause... <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, I liked the, uh, uh, I'll let Laura go last cause you can just rail through all of them. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot to, to really, really like, I really liked, um, I, I mean, I think all the therapy sessions were my mm-hmm. favorite just because of Robin Williams. And yeah. I think that like, uh, I think like the, the very first like park bench was like one of my <coughs> favorites. Cause the entire, the movie like shifts your perspective for the first couple of scenes where like you see Will and you're like, oh shit, like he's a smart kid. Like he owns that mm-hmm. kid at the bar. He's mm-hmm. kind of a smart ass. He's this yeah. kid from the South and he's really smart. And you're like kind of rooting for him mm-hmm. uh, because you're like, oh, it's the underdog. And he like solves this problem. And then you realize he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and he like is giving it to all of these therapists and he's just kind of being a douche about it. And he's giving it back to this other guy. And then he get he gives it to Robin Williams, and Robin Williams is the first person who like shuts him up, and it's that park bench scene where he first like, you don't know fucking anything, you're a yeah, yeah, yeah. and that whole dialogue was just like, uh, you don't know what the Sistine Chapel mm-hmm. smells like, such a good like that was a turning point in the movie for me. I'm like, okay, cool. Like I was really nervous when the, <laughs> the main professor was like, and you got to see a therapist and then they both laugh. Like that's yeah. a joke. And it's like, no, he fucking does. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was, I was real nervous because <laughs> it's like, which way it, is this movie going? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that, yeah. that moment was like, okay, cool. I know where this is going now, but this, it was still a really powerful scene. It was really cool. That bench is in the uh, Boston Public Gardens, and it's now become a bit of a shrine to Robin Williams. Um, That's really cool. I can't so, imagine. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. People go there, pay their respects, sit there, get pictures, you know, so... Um, yeah, it's, it's something. The other, the other funny thing about that is like how you mentioned the um, therapy scenes. Yeah. Um, the first draft of this movie was more of a thriller than it was a drama. And it was okay. actually, yeah, it was actually Rob Reiner, director, Rob Reiner and actor director who told them, um, cut back on the, uh, on this stuff or wait, I think it was, let me, was it Reiner or Terrence Malick? Uh, no, yeah, it was Reiner said, drop all the other stuff and focus on Will and the therapist. Um, what was the other stuff? 
it's it's pretty wild and um i i don't even know all of it but it just it was like it was more of a thriller than it was this dramatic thing so um i hope it turns out that will was like a serial killer because he was so smart he was evading now um <laughs> but yeah. well, they dropped the like Unabomber thing in. The, they in did, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ted Kaczynski, yeah. As soon as I said that name, I'm like, whoa, what? Mm-hmm. It's random. But so you said the therapy stuff was your favorite stuff uh, in it, and Laura, you said you had some notes on that. Yeah, well, so I was saying like I normally will write down my favorite scene just so I don't forget, so we can talk about it. That was the first one that I wrote down because I'm like, okay, it's everything that Brian said, and mm. then it, you know that scene you kind of you feel bad for will in a little way or you can yeah 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 resonate with him of you're young you think you know everything but you don't and like the people that are older than you are telling you that you don't know everything but you know in your young brain you're like oh no i know everything about the world (laughs) but then as the movie kept going on i'm like nope i like this scene more i love the scene um in the bar when Ben Affleck is telling the story about his uncle. Yeah, yeah. And just the way they recorded it or like shot it with these nonstop like dialogues. Yeah. Oh, I know. Was yeah. incredible. Like you felt like you were in the bar with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were telling this story and it just then immediately shot to her telling like this story, this joke. And you just felt like you were there. It was it was really, really cool. Um. And then, oh, and then I also really liked the scene where he was um, talking about why he didn't want to get the job with the NSA. And oh like, yeah, and he just went ta- on a tangent, yeah, it was so like, fast. But the camera was like right up in his face. Mm. Yeah, like that was one shot. Yep, crazy, and you like understood why he didn't want to go take these jobs because he's felt that this was his role in the world to like do these, what he considered honorable jobs that still meant something. And he felt like if he went and took this other job, he was like leaving his friends behind. Yeah. Um, I think it was also like a defense mechanism where it's like, he just knows so much that he's telling him, he's giving himself reasons Mm -hmm. and excuses why he shouldn't do these things. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, he, he has this like, afraid to fail. Yeah. yeah, Afraid to fail, afraid to move, afraid to leave afraid to move away from his support system that he had with his friends. Um, because of what, you know, his life was prior, you know? But I think that's just so relatable and so like everybody mm-hmm. goes through that at some point in their life or multiple times in yeah. their life. And then yeah. my last one that I wrote down was when um, I just keep saying Ben. What was his character's name? Chucky. Chucky. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just keep yeah. saying Ben. When he's like, no, like I want you to move on. Like if mm-hmm. you stay here, I'm going to be you. mad at you. Mm-hmm. Like that's sad. Like you can go do more. Um, And the, it was just like everybody needs that friend in their life to. Yeah kind of like give you that push of like no do what you're you're good at Mm -hmm. and we're not gonna be mad if you leave us behind that's what our friends told us and look at us professional (laughs) podcasters (laughs) you go be a real doof (laughs) (laughs) that's funny yeah um so good 
I think my favorite parts, the, uh, I mean, there's so many parts that I, re- I pick out, I remember, I laugh at, I, I get excited about, I, I think about, um, you know, they, sp- how many times have I seen a spoof or a version of somebody solving a problem mm-hmm. on the chalkboard and whether or not they spoof it to the degree where it's like literally a joke gag that they do, or it's really somebody doing something and you know, it's goodwill hunting. I, I was watching, um, was watching um it's always sunny in philadelphia and there's an episode where d is at a therapist and everyone's there but like she's like talking to the therapist like and she's like do you think this is funny i i had cigarettes burned on me and she's like are you doing goodwill hunting right now like and you know it's it's that sort of thing where it's it's resonated i mentioned to brian during the movie like community did a a a kind of a spoof on that because that's literally what um um the guy who does did community i i can't think of his name right now brian what's the guy who created it and and uh uh, harman dan harman dan harman yeah literally just douses everything he does with pop culture references in there to keep you going and like you can see it there it's lived on very well whether or not you make fun of scenes whether you're not like my wife and i will randomly look at each other and be like hey babe it's not your fault it's not your fault (laughs) and then she'll be like she'll be like She's like, I know. I'm like, it's not your fault. That's one of my favorite scenes in the movie too. Like, I mean, what a hit, man. And it's just so simple. That's that's when I started crying and be like, what the fuck? This is not a feel good movie. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like also the breakthrough moment. So if you look at it, it is the feel good part, but it's, it's just a tough part to get through. I mean, look at, you even get to see during the hug, you can't see, you can't see Robin Williams face, just his eyes. And you can tell he's smiling in that, 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 that embrace because he knows he got through to him and um yeah it's just a wild fucking movie um i gotta say though i want justice for skylar she deserved more and i hope will um you know i hope will he was uh going to see about uh, a girl he was going to see and i i you know i hope good luck to whatever happened there but um i don't know i, I don't know I, I don't know either. Um, yeah, but she actually don't. Still, she can still, fix him. It's yeah, still right. Questionable. Well, <laughs> yeah. um, just a, a funny uh, thing here is that. Um, so one fact I was going to mention uh, is that. So, Gus Vincent wasn't originally the first choice to direct it. Actually, the offers went out to Mel Gibson to direct because Mel Gibson had already won okay. Academy Awards as a director at that point. Uh, Michael Mann. Uh, it was offered. Kevin Smith was even asked because how close he was to Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Um, and Smith said, no, thanks. Uh, this is definitely <laughs> not my kind of, I can't make this movie. No. Well, but you noticed, I don't know if you noticed, but Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier are um, executive producers on the money on the movie. They did put up to help get the movie made. Um, but uh, eventually landed with, with Gus Vincent. But technically Kevin Smith did get to direct a fake sequel to the movie. A if you've ever sequel? seen, yes, if you've ever seen the movie Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, uh-huh. um, Jay and Bob end up on a film set in Hollywood trying to get their own movie about them canceled, and they end up on the film set of Goodwill Hunting Two, Hunting Season, oh, yeah. where <laughs> Damon Affleck and the Apple Guy. It's recreating the bar scene completely, and Gus Van Sant is literally the plays himself as the director, just counting money. And then they're like, "Gus, can we get an action?" He's like, I- "I'm busy. I'm busy. He's just <laughs> counting dollars." And then it turns into this violent, jokey bit of yeah. a movie. But they do uh, do uh, hunting season. They get to actually oh, do man. a sequel. Um. So yeah, I I mean the movie is it's 
it's a goddamn good film. It really is. Um, I'm glad that Laura, you said that you want to even watch it a second time and kind of unpack some of that. I, I love that. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of stuff that I was like, yeah, damn, this is like a very deep movie. If, um, if Titanic didn't come out the same year, I have a feeling that this may have won uh, best yeah. picture. I don't know. I don't remember what else was nominated, but uh, I mentioned to you, this had nine Academy Award nominations. Mm-hmm. It won two Oscars. Uh, what do you think it won? Can you say uh, the nine that it was nominated? I can for? absolutely tell you the or nine. If Brian has a, he already had a thought. I I think uh, the score. Uh, yeah. Okay. It was nominated for best score, best song, best editing, best director, best supporting actress, best actor, best picture, best screenplay, and best supporting actor. And it won three? Two out of those nine. Uh, So you said best score, and you think one more? I was going to say best actor. Okay. So Matt Damon. Supporting actor for. Best supporting actor for. Robin Williams? Robin Williams, okay. He, was a, he would be a supporting actor. He would have been that, a supporting right? actor in that. Yep. What was or the ben third Affleck. one you said? The third thing was best editing. So I'll say it again. Best score, best song, best mm-hmm. editing, yeah, best, best editing director, best supporting actress for Minnie Driver, best actor for Matt Damon, best picture, lost to Titanic. I'll just tell you right there. Yeah. Uh, best screenplay, original screenplay, and best supporting actor. Either screenplay or editing. Yeah, screenplay is good. Screenplay is good. Yeah, you are uh, right on one of those. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck won Oscars for the screenplay. Wow. Yeah, makes sense. And then Robin Williams won his first and only Oscar for Best Supporting Actor in this film. Wow. Wow. Only? Only Oscar win for for Robin Williams. I know it's a shock because he is a fucking legend. And uh, he should win for anything he does. By the way, side note, he just, uh, Disney for their 100th anniversary has a little short film on Disney uh, Plus. And it's like all of these Disney characters coming out of pictures and things to take a a photo in front of the Disney building. And they, uh, Genie comes out and they used unused audio of Robin Williams. So it's the, it's the last audio performance of Robin Williams as Genie. They didn't use AI to recreate his voice or anything like that. They actually used unused audio. Like the Beatles. Like the Beatles song that just came out. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so two out of nine Oscars, um, but yeah, a lot of nominations there. Um, So um, it's just always like the, I'm impressed of how long Mm. the scenes of dialogue were oh yeah but i was never bored that's good impressive for a movie i think to to be so in like involved in what they're talking about that i'm never like oh i wish this scene was ending and moving on to the next one (laughs) yeah right no i don't want this to end i want them to keep talking yeah it's also interesting that the movie takes about 20 to 25 minutes of going in one very different direction. <laughs> and then say, has a oh, huge Robin turn. Williams is in this movie? Yes, right. Isn't Robin Williams in this? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, isn't it's that Robin Williams? wild to get there. Yeah. 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 But like, it's not that you were not entertained. You just, you were like, oh shit, this is going to go a different way, right? And yeah. even, I think Laura, someone was like, oh, he's going to be the therapist. Yeah, like, I thought he was a teacher. <laughs> which, yeah. I mean, technically he was a professor also, but. Yeah. Um, so this actually started 
as a playwriting assignment for Matt Damon. He had an assignment to write a little like play, a small play, and it turned quickly into a 40 page script that he was writing. And then he brought Affleck on to help him flesh it out into a full movie. That's um, so impressive. As I mentioned, it had some thriller aspects to the film and it was Rob Reiner who was like, drop that part and focus on Will and the therapist. These are the best part. Um, also, super indie, weird. I don't want to call him weird, but he just does really strange stuff. Terrence Malick, this director. Um, trying to think if if there's anything... You got to look up Terrence Malick. His biggest movie to date is probably called The Tree of Life. Um, it's a mind fuck of a movie with Brad Pitt and um, Jessica Chastain, Sean Penn. Oh, I um, can picture like the. Uh, it's very cover. artsy yeah. and strange. Yeah, and Terrence yeah. Malick is the one who told them that the movie should end with Will chasing Skyler to California. So, again, some really good uh, info on that. Um, I was actually going to compliment the movie for that because I think other movies would have ended with him getting there and giving yeah. us that Maybe. resolution but yeah like, we don't know we don't know we don't know but it, that's not the point that matters to the movie right like mm. the thing is that he's taking the leap regardless of whether he will fail yes or not. yes and like and it was like oh that's so cool that they're just going to end it there because to, the point is that he's doing it not that it will be successful or not oh, but any other movie would yeah. have given us the resolution and told yeah. us like yeah he got there and she got the girl about it and he got right? the girl and that they well, like, ran out that embraced. doesn't fucking matter yeah. like and that kind of is the whole thing that robin williams was trying to and yes. actually that yes. damon was trying to tell robin williams like yes it doesn't matter if you're happy again just try kind yeah. of yeah and they both grew from each See, other. This is why I need to watch it again. <laughs> I know. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> I take notes while I'm watching. <laughs> the uh, the movie was actually shot in Toronto. Um, <laughs> okay. Even the MIT um, like sets, like the interior, would it, would it not have been cheaper to just film in Boston? So that um, Boston background was fake that I said. So and you're like, was it? How, however, <laughs> they did shoot some exterior shots uh, in Boston. However, Harvard has a rule against filming at Harvard. Okay. Um, But John Lithgow, a Harvard alum, was able to help bend and twist that rule to allow them to get a few shots there. So some of that is actually Harvard. Um, I mentioned before that the scene where Robin Williams starts talking about his wife farting um, was completely (laughs) ad-libbed. And that's why Matt Damon is- Yeah, it's like a natural laugh he's doing. As soon as he started laughing, I was like, oh my gosh, this is completely not scripted or acting. And then I have one more interesting fact uh, here is that Matt Damon actually made it into a very cool Oscar club for this uh, movie. Only four people, including Matt Damon, have ever been nominated for acting and writing in the same year. So he is in this club with Charlie Chaplin for The Great Dictator. Wow. Orson Welles for Citizen Kane and Sylvester Stallone for Rocky. Wow. Okay. Yep. The four of them are in a club for writing and acting being nominated. Does it have to be the same picture? Yeah. Yep. I don't think a lot of, like, I honestly did not know that, Ben and Matt wrote this. Yeah. I know that I know like that they 
written other movies, but I mm-hmm. didn't. I know that this was kind of how they got their start, yeah. but I thought it was just from acting. It's yeah, they just weren't getting roles, so they said, "Let's yeah. write our own thing." And like you know, knowing Kevin Smith in like '94, Kevin Smith came on the scene with um, with. Um, what is it? Uh, uh, Clerks, and then he did uh, Mallrats in '96, yeah. and that's he, he put Ben Affleck in in that one as a bad guy, um, mm-hmm. and then Affleck came on strong in '97. I think also Chasing Amy came out early '97, and that was a big role for him. And Damon wasn't in that. He jumped. He joined in on '98. Uh, um, it came out uh, was uh, Dogma, or yeah, mm-hmm. Dogma came out in '98. Um, and maybe I'm just like a few years too young to like have realized all of this. But I'm like, maybe the, I'm like, I just always knew like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck as he's, you know, like the actor as actors well, yeah. kind of well, things. But I'm like, hundred percent in my mind, they're not, they never got enough credit for everything that they were doing. Yeah. Right. But this like, like <laughs> launched their careers, yeah. obviously like Matt Damon. Um, sorry, Brian, I know you're about to make a point or say you think, just hold that thought for a quick second. Robin Williams introduced Matt Damon to Steven Spielberg to be in uh, Saving Private Ryan. And he had just seen um, Spielberg. Uh, Damon auditioned for that and got a no. He got a, you're no, you can't be in this because <laughs> Spielberg had seen him in another movie. It was another military movie where he had to lose a shitload of weight and he was, look, he didn't, and Spielberg was like, not my guy. But when he, when Robin Williams introduced him after he'd seen Goodwill Hunting, was like, hey, this is Matt Damon. He's just like, Oh, you addition, you were, oh my God. He's like, you look like private Ryan. Like Mm -hmm. it was like that sort of shit. And Damon fucking flew from there and Affleck went his own route and they both became super famous. They didn't really work together a ton after. Mm -hmm. It was just like right place, right time. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. in fact, random. Yeah. The the last time they wrote a movie together was actually two years ago. They wrote a movie that Ridley Scott directed that was forgotten about. It's a phenomenal movie, but during COVID times, no one saw it. It was called The Last Duel with Matt okay. Damon, um, Ben Affleck, uh, Adam Driver, and Jodie Cormier uh, was in it. It's a true story about these French this French knight uh, who um, his wife accuses somebody of of assaulting her and he fights this other guy in the battle to the death essentially over her honor and if he loses she's going to be burned at the stake it is phenomenal but damon this is a i love this about the two of them matt damon and ben affleck wrote the movie but they tell it in um if I'm going to make an obscure reference, uh, they tell it in the storytelling of style of a movie called Rashomon, which is a phenomenal Japanese movie. Essentially an incident happens and it's told from three different perspectives, the same incident. So we see very different mm. ways people speak to each other. He was really angry, but when you see the other guy, he was so nice about it. So we see these three different perspectives, but like when they crash. were it like sort of like crash, but when they get to the female's perspective, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were not comfortable writing the female's perspective and they hired another writer and she wrote it. And he was like, they said it way better than we ever could. F- great movie. I highly recommend if you, if you check it out, it's really cool. Last duel, but that's the last thing they wrote together uh, as a team. I was um, going to ask what they, what, if they had written anything else. Cause I, I like, I forgot that they wrote this together. Mm. I, I like knew that at one point, but so I, I had like Laura, the, I don't think about them as writers. I think yeah. about them as actors. I had made the note of dogma because dogma is one of my 
absolute favorite movies, but you can't find it, watch it, or you buy it, it anywhere. anywhere. There's a reason I, behind it. We may it. have yeah. talked about this before. I don't know. But I recently found that you can watch it on YouTube. Oh, The whole cool. movie. And nice. I watched it recently. Fucking fantastic. Like, as good as I because I haven't seen it in probably like yeah. 10 years because you Brian, can't watch it anywhere. If you've oh. never seen Dogma, Go worth watching. Watch it. <laughs> so worth, good. Dude, Alan Rickman plays a uh, an angel in it, and he's like just so Rickman-y. Um, Chris Rock <laughs> is the 13th apostle that was written out of the Bible because he was black. Um, Alanis Morissette. Alanis Morissette is God. God. Um, so when I just saw her in concert like a month yeah. ago, they did a whole montage of like her career and everything, oh, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. had like flashes of her and dogma as God. Mm. And I was like getting, I'm like getting emotional watching it. Cause I was like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, just, I, yeah. And, and Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are in that and they play the uh, antagonist so Bartleby good. and Loki, the angels Bartle- Bartleby and Loki. Um, it's very good. I have the script to it here because I, I loved reading Kevin Smith's scripts. Um, That's one of those, if you ever go to like a thrift store or mm-hmm. like if you find a DVD or VHS of Dogma, you better buy it. <laughs> mm. yeah, if you want to ever borrow it, I, I've got, you know, I, I have Kevin Smith's basic collection, so I have it here. I, I love you it. You have it? I own Dogma, yeah. You want to? You want me to bring it in on Friday? Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. Please. Yeah. I, I watched hi- it on YouTube and it was yeah. a shitty ass version of it. I highly recommend that if you watch it, watch it first, but then watch it with the audio director's commentary. It's okay. some of the funniest shit you'll ever listen to. Like he makes the joke about how on there's a bus scene, Brian. I'm not going to tell you what happens on the bus, but there's a scene on the bus, and Matt and Ben were like, "Hey, Kevin, can we try? Like, can we try ad libbing a little bit? Can we do a little our way?" And they. They filmed a bunch of this before the Academy Awards happened for Goodwill Hunting. So, like, I think they had already made Goodwill Hunting, or they were in the process too. But they were they were doing. It he's like, he's like, yeah, do a fucking take, do a take or two the way you want. And they they joke around, and he's like, and then he was like, I'm we're putting in my cut. I wrote the words, so we're putting. He goes, you want to fucking make a movie, write your own movie. And then he's like, and then they fucking did won an Oscar for writing it. <laughs> like, like, like Kevin Smith is an amazing storyteller. I've seen him live a couple times, just telling stories. It's fucking hilarious. So yeah, Laura, I'll bring it in on Friday for you. Uh, um, okay, we got so off track, but yeah, but still, it's kind of connected. Yeah. yeah. Um, awesome. So let me go back to some of our guesses here. Okay. Mm. Um, you, you did very, very well on a majority, uh, most of this. Uh, so we said, where and when does this take place? It was release time around the late nineties in Boston. Who's in the movie? Uh, Brian said, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Robin Williams. Fucking uh, nailed it, dude. You, you got that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Laura, you said there were two notable females, possibly three, that. maybe Boston a bartender. Accent's so good. I know. Um, <laughs> sorry. So Matt Damon, Robin Williams, Ben Affleck, Minnie Driver, Stellan Skarsgård, Casey Affleck, Cole Hauser. Those are our main characters in it. What's the movie about? Is it a Cheers crossover? No. Robin Williams is a teacher of math, college math. Ben is a student at Harvard and he's rich and Matt is poor, but he does janitorial stuff and he cleans a room and he solves a problem with his Big Boston brain. I mean, who solved this? You were so right. The I mean, poor janitor right. kid. And then they get lobster and park the car. <laughs> cool. Nice job. Uh, how big 
will the Boston accents be? And oh, uh, it was fucking very big. big. I believe I took sore how big it yes, was. Yes, yes, it was sizable as as we wrote <laughs> down here. Um, the question: Do you like apples? Brian said yes. Laura said no, but yes, because. How do you like them apples is what Laura said. So yes, absolutely. Yes. How do you like them apples? And that's another thing that's been used in other little things here and there, you know, since the movie came out, another zinger, um, who did the score? Danny Elfman did the score. Great job, Brian. And I also mentioned that Elliot Smith contributed many songs to the soundtrack prior to his suicide. Um, then who did you think the studio originally wanted to play Will and Chucky? I forgot about this. Yeah. Marky Mark and Leo DiCaprio, you got one of the two right. They Marky wanted Mark. Leo. Oh. They wanted Brad Pitt also. Brad Pitt. And they eventually worked together in Leo Once Upon a Brad Time in Pitt. Hollywood. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But um and then uh, the last two things, the movie cost $10 million. How much do you think it made globally? Uh, Brian was at two fifteen. Laura was at two forty. It made two twenty five. Wow. Globally, right which is really decent, actually, for a movie yeah, that we size. Yeah, really, like, Yep. literally right in the middle. Yeah. And then, of course, your uh, your Marvel connection, Matt Damon, obviously, playing that part, Loki, the, in there, and also Stellan Skarsgård, also uh, in it as well. I was playing. confused at what his accent was supposed to be in that movie, because at some point, there was no accent, and then other points, has, it was like an Irish accent, and then it he, went to kind of a British accent. <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård, they're, they're Vikings. They're from that Nordic oh, area, so they're... Okay, that makes yeah, sense a little he, bit. Now. Yeah, he has that sort of accent. Even, but even the Alexander... the movie, there was none. And then it started to like come through. Yeah. Just come in and out sometimes. Yeah. It it popped in. Yeah. Um, He, um, Stellan Skarsgård, also another phenomenal actor and Swedish. I believe there's, I think they're Swedish. I I think, hopefully I'm not insulting him in any way, shape or form, but um, he was in uh, a film that uh, Christopher Nolan actually remade uh, called Insomnia. Um, The original Swedish version he was in, and it's about a murder mystery that happens in this um, area way up north in 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 uh, Europe and where the sun only uh, it only sets for like a few hours. It's basically light all the time and it like fucks with him. And then Christopher Nolan made it as his second like his technically his third movie with Al Pacino and Robin Williams. Um, it's called mm-hmm. insomnia. It's a cool movie, but in that movie, they're in Alaska at the time of the year when the sun only is down. It's like, it's mostly dark all light. The time. I think it's light all the time. Maybe yeah. it's dark all the time. I don't remember, but it's a good movie. Insomnia is a cool uh, mystery like, thriller. Like and now, when it's dark. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Robin Williams is, you you think maybe the murderer so it's like it's a weird turn for williams he's not the good guy necessarily in the movie he's looked at as the antagonist uh oh, possibly is maybe isn't maybe is so what's worth watching where he's uh one hour photo yeah yeah it's good. another fucked up one yeah. <laughs> williams is so good his fucking range is amazing anyway um so this is our second rob williams movie right like i think it's our second movie with williams and man did it not disappoint so um we went through all the guesses here um i i think it's time to wheel out that doof meter yeah 
Uh, let's see. Ooh, I've got a crunchy do. Oh, yeah. Yes, crunchy do feeder. Same crunchy? Okay. Not the same, but same idea. Similar. Okay. Yes. So, uh, hello everybody. The, the, uh, doof meter is out. It's our patented doof meter where we rate movies from a one to five scale. One is eh, it's movie five is holy shit. I should have seen this sooner. I'm a doof. I really should have watched this. Um, so quick one this time, instead of that long laid out one, Drew is talking at like five times speed. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I know. I'm really just, uh, really anxious here. So, um, Brian, you, had not seen it laura do you so you would only see both of you have only seen up to a certain moment basically yeah. a certain part yeah. so okay cool i'm i'm happy with normally, that normally i will write down what i think brian's going to guess but i i think we both know what we're going to put so i don't know that we need all to right. do all right all right i'm ready um who wants okay. to start you want to go laura or do you want brian to go i'll go laura brian go. first oh okay. me okay yeah it's a five 100 what what are you holding me Oh, it's just an infinity gauntlet that I have okay. on my desk. It's a magnet. It, it like I floats and it like spins around. I see what you picked up and it looked like another yeah. microphone. I'm like, he's holding dual microphones right nope. now. Yep. Um, yep. Just a little. No, it's definitely a five. Um, for all the reasons that we already talked about. Um, as we were watching it multiple times, I got mad at myself that I hadn't seen this movie already. Because it's definitely one that I want to watch again. I know that I'll watch again. Um yeah, I've, everybody should watch this movie. Love it. That's Great all I got. <laughs> Great endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it first, y'all. Laura said go. <laughs> Brian. Uh, it's, a, it's a one for me. Uh, I, I knew immediately you were going to do that. I know. Um, I, I was it's expecting. It's not a surprise it. anymore. <laughs> I'm just I know. kidding. It's, a, it, it's obviously a five. This is Sweet. like such awesome. a good movie. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it and like even from the pure like should I have seen this movie earlier like absolutely yes like it's just a good film um, there's no like fat in it like mm. there's so many movies that I watch nowadays that are just I'm just like a scene doesn't need to be here this like mm -hmm. added no value mm. to the movie mm -hmm. and it it's just one of those films where like every scene has a purpose yeah uh, at like laying out the story and the groundwork and the plot and uh, even, you know, like I was saying before, like it didn't need to show us the ending scene. So it didn't. It just, yeah. He's in a car. You know what he's doing. And that's that's enough. That love it completes that story uh, for him. And that's I don't know. It's it's cool to see such good storytelling, such good actors. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like you said, like this plot line, like I knew a lot about it from only seeing like a little bit as I fell asleep one time. Yeah. <laughs> probably 15 years ago, 16 years ago. And um, it it uh i've seen it in community i've seen all yeah. of those references that like janitor solves the math problem is probably mm -hmm. like the biggest like reference that i've seen mm -hmm. in like most things like the unexpected person being super super smart is the, yeah mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know it all you know that all comes from from this and then there's so many other like small moments that i was like oh shit yeah that's where this is from so it's a five uh I like how you said that there's no, did you say there's no fat in this movie? Is yeah. that what you yeah, said? Yeah, there's no fat. No, but I really like that you said that because there are a lot of movies that we watch where I can kind of be like, okay, like. Ten minutes yeah, shorter. Then, yeah. Like, <laughs> like cut this point. out. I yeah. did not feel that in any point of this movie. No. And I feel like the more that I watch movies, the more I watch TV, anything nowadays, my attention span is way shorter yeah. <laughs> and for this movie to be out in the nineties and still mm -hmm. like hold my attention for every minute 
means yeah, a lot, it. I think. Yeah. And to be, like you said, like all dialogue. Like there's no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Except there for was like no the action, one fight scene. There was yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah. Other than dialogue and yeah. extremely captivating. I yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I even, love the, it. even the sets are like mostly pretty boring sets. Like, yeah. yeah. In an office. A shitty office, mm-hmm. a shitty bar. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's, and I said multiple times that I want to hang out with these guys. Like it yeah. just felt so real. And, and yeah. that probably is a good point to like these two kids from Boston wrote this script and it was mm. probably based a lot on what their everyday life was like. And you just really felt mm-hmm. connected to them. And like, this is what it probably really would be like if you were in this yeah. situation. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. That makes me happy. Y'all. Cause this, uh, this one, you know, I love sharing movies with y'all and I, I was very, happy that this like won at the last second because this is just a really special one for me um so i was really happy that this i'm imagining the conversations we'd be having if we watch legally blonde would no, not be we, this we, in like yeah <laughs> but be maybe, having a therapy session <laughs> right but i'm sure you know it's a really great and enjoyable movie and i'm you know i'm sure it's on our list to watch because it has a pop culture influence which by the way did you all see watch the brian did you add uh, you added Ghostbusters, but did you add the Mean Girls musical movie Ooh, no, I didn't trailer? Looks Ooh, fucking awesome. Watch that. Yeah. You should check it out. It looks great. Um, but just to say, you know, it's a definitely a very different movie, and we would one hundred percent be having a different conversation. Um, I'm very glad we watched this. Yeah, yeah. I'm really happy too. Um, so yeah, that's great. Let me uh, let, we can move that doof meter oh. back out and put it away there. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you, Crunchy Doof Meter. You were amazing. All right. So, uh, you know, we've been going with our six degrees. Let's see if I can keep my streak going. Um, mm-hmm. And now that you've you've pre-prepped, I need to at least get my uh, my stopwatch out before you uh, before we go here. All I right. have pre-prepped. I don't know if I like the sound of that, but I have pre-prepped. Okay. You have just prepared. How about that? You've just pre- you've prepared. Um, okay. So, uh, Laura, who do you have? I'm going with Pedro Pascal. Pedro Ooh. Pascal. Okay. Um, fuck. Yeah. All right. Cool. 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 Uh, I I have Owen Wilson. Pedro Ooh. Pascal to okay. Owen fucking Wilson. All right. I'm going to hit that start oh, wow. button here now. Wow. <laughs> Pedro to uh, Owen Wilson. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> all right. Um, how we all had to do the- Yep. All right. Pedro Owen Wilson. I, I'm going to try not to say the names over and over and over in the microphone like <laughs> normal. Um, We've made was, him so self-conscious mm-hmm, about this mm-hmm. now. It was so, I was just listening to the, Drew, just drown us out when we're talking while you're mm-hmm, thinking. Trying, um, yeah. But whatever episode came out last, I was just listening and it was just Drew going, fuck, fuck. <laughs> and then like the name of the person and then going, fuck, shit, balls. <laughs> <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Okay, hold on. Um, <laughs> This is a real. This is this is a tough. One. It's a really good one. Um, There's got to be a Nick Cage connection in there somewhere. There probably is, and I have I know the connection, but I'm there's the name of a movie that is uh, stumping me, and that's my my um, major Ooh. issue right now is um, if I can literally in the next like fee I I have like twenty seconds left. Um, what the fuck is the name of this movie? I love how I always try to do it in my head and I never come close. Oh, I didn't even try. I know I can't do this. Really? Okay, wait. No, no. Stop. Hold on. Wait. Okay. Oh, I am. I am. Just like shut the fuck one, up. One. I'm. I'm. 
I'm one second over, but I got it before I could hit the stop. Okay. We were pretty distracting this round. We were very distracting. Pedro Pascal was in Kingsman 2 with, this depends on this, Channing Tatum, right? Was Channing Tatum in Kingsman 2? Brian, you've seen it. I haven't. Oh, uh, Kingsman 2. What's Kingsman 2? The Kingsman? Yeah. um, Channing Tatum was in it. He played played tequila. Okay. So, Pedro to Channing Tatum in Kingsman 2. Channing Tatum to Vince Vaughn, and this was a, I really hope this is the right name of the movie. I believe it's called The Dilemma. Is Channing Tatum in a movie called The Dilemma? don't know that he's in that i thought he was the one that was the cheat the cheater or the one that they were like oh he was the surprise person in that movie yeah he plays zip yeah okay 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 then i was going the vince vaughn Vaughn route too Okay. okay okay so vince vaughn I honestly can't think. I, Vince Vaughn has been in something. I think with Owen. With Owen Wilson. What about? Um, Come on. I mean, weren't they in Anchorman? Were they in Anchorman? True. Did we? Not old school. That's Luke Wilson. You shouldn't know this. Uh, I should know this. <laughs> You're gonna be so no, no, so mad because this um, is the route that um, I was going, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Uh, I wedding Crashers. Think. Yes, yeah. there we go. <laughs> okay. So, by the way, I was gonna go an extra. I was gonna go uh, Vince Vaughn to old school with Luke Wilson, Luke Wilson to uh, with Bottle Rocket. But so we got there in three. But uh, I would have been one extra. But I, I was had trying to connect to Vince Vaughn, but I couldn't. So that's yes. I got scared with that movie, The Dilemma. That was the one where I was like, no, "There's a fucking a movie," good. and I'm pretty sure that Rob, like, did 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 fucking Ron Howard direct that movie too? Like, who di- Like, I feel like someone. I'm famous. not familiar with this movie. It's um, a very not good movie. No, I'm looking a, at the I cover don't. of it, and it doesn't look good. It's not good. I was going to be mad if you couldn't remember a wedding. It's Kevin <laughs> James and Vince Vaughn. Yes. And it's like he thinks his wife is having an affair or something like that, or she oh, is, and you find yeah, out that yeah. it's like with Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum did this thing in like the mid early 2000s where he just popped up as like, or even throughout, he pops up as like cameos in movies. He was in, was he had a cam- by fucking Ron Howard. That's what I said. Okay, I was right. He was in this <laughs> movie, right? He popped up in. Um, public enemy right the uh that's the one with uh, is it the one johnny depp plays john dillinger i think and like he's a random guy who gets killed in that he's in tarantino's uh hateful eight um he's a great comedic actor like i like him more in comedic yeah yeah like when he's on snl i think he's so funny however i do love him in magic mike i i do i love magic mike one and two There's something about him like that and save the last dance it's just so awkward he seems like he laura he's just there i have another movie like i don't know (laughs) i have another movie that i want you to watch i'm gonna bring i'm gonna give it to you with dogma it's called 10 years it's a uh, 10 year anniversary high school anniversary oh that's have you seen it no but i haven't seen it but it's on a thing it's on a thing uh hulu maybe oh is it love it okay oscar isaac chris pratt um like uh like said Channing Tatum is just a bunch of these guys who are friends made this movie. Yeah. What is it called again? 10 years. Ten years. Ten years. Oh, and then the whole the movie that I was thinking about the whole time with Casey and Ben Affleck is Tower Heist. Have you seen that? 
There's a bunch. Ben Affleck and Casey Affleck are in Tower Heist? Or maybe... Is it a funny movie? Tower Heist? Now yeah, I'm questioning it's like, myself. Uh, no, nope. you know what? No, 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 nope. That's not the one that I'm thinking of. I take that back completely. I cannot <laughs> find the movie that I'm thinking of. We'll we'll circle back. <laughs> okay, all right. Tower that's Heist movie... is like a funny Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, yeah. that's not what I'm thinking like, of. With Ben Stiller but Ocean Eleven's is funny. Yeah, so like a less funny Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> there's like Ben Affleck, and there's a it's a bunch of like famous people, and they're trying to like rob a hotel. Sounds like Tower Heist. Yeah, but it's... Or Ocean's oh. Eleven. Somebody somebody write in and tell us. <laughs> tell there me what go. a movie I'm thinking of. It was awesome. Deep Water. Yeah, Deep Water. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> awesome. Well, that was uh, that was a really good episode, we y'all. off the rails um, a bunch of times. We did, yeah. yeah. We're like 40-something minutes <laughs> on our closing here. Brian's going to trim this shit down. Um, but no, this was awesome. It was a great episode. I'm really happy that we had a chance to... Uh, to talk and and uh and share this movie so i'm stoked uh for it and yeah that's awesome i'm ready uh brian where what do we do from here i thought brian was to say if you want to be stoked you want to be stoked uh if you like them apples (laughs) you can follow us on social media at real deuce r-e-e-l d-o-o-f-s uh, we're on threads now uh, mm. and we're on Facebook and we're on Instagram and mm-hmm. we're on yep. TikTok and you can see all of our posts. We're posting polls on stuff. I don't know what yep. else we're going to poll about in the next like two months, but we've got like Christmas coming up. We always yeah. have like a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. You don't want to miss that. So if you follow us on social media, we'll tell you when stuff is coming out so you don't miss it. Another way you cannot miss it is just hit the subscribe button. Uh, and that way it shows up in your podcast feed and you know, you get to, yes. to hear us as quickly as possible, which is what everyone wants all of the time. Um, and we've got a perfect rating on, uh, on all of our podcast apps. I don't know if you guys know that we're at five stars. Thank you for that one person. That so thank you for that. There's, there's a few it's like reviews. 18. So here's the challenge. If you, like us keep that going and give us yeah. more because we like it and if, and if you, you don't fucking hated this don't <laughs> i fucking dare you <laughs> uh. fucking dare you to touch it do it and you're gonna Amazing. see how you like these apples <laughs> <laughs> love it love it well thanks my friends that was great and um i gotta go see about a girl <laughs>